All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Monday, May 3rd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Time to kick off another week, a lot to get through post-draft, but plenty to get to in baseball, hockey, basketball, you name it. So settle in, we'll get you in and out in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app, alongside Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortinball. Tyler, big news. You and I co-host a show called Bet. It's on all of ESPN's digital platforms, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's also on ESPN+. Plus. I have been practicing the Missouri fight song. I lost a bet to you. Ah. Trey Lance went third overall. I was singing your alma mater's fight song this morning. I'm trying to memorize the lyrics, but I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. I can't wait to hear those golden pipes belt the tiger fight song it's going to be glorious um all i have that i can bring you to wear uh while you do this on the bet program because i don't have much uh in terms of old uh uh mizzou gear is some uh winter wool socks that are black and gold with missouri tiger logo so uh we'll get those on your feet and you'll all belt away gonna be a pass on that gonna be a hard <laughs> pass on that but i do appreciate the offer that embarrassment <laughs> will take place 4 p.m eastern today ESPN Plus and all the digital platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Let's get to work. First game out, Atlanta laying two points, hosting the Portland Trailblazers, who are red hot. What are you thinking about this game in the association tonight? I'm going to look at a player prop here, and that's Trey Young going over 25 and a half points. Got to lay um, $1.10 on that uh, particular prop. And two games back from injury, Young has come out firing, averaging 32 and a half points per game. He's been getting to the free throw line, which you like to see. Uh, Portland is a team that we like to attack for overs offensively because they're 29th in defensive rating in the NBA this season. And they're also not very efficient against the point guard position specifically. As great as Dame Lillard is offensively, he's an easy guy to get buckets on uh, for any point guard in the league, especially one as offensively gifted as Trey Young is. So I'll go over 25 and a half points in a game that's expected to have a lot of points. I think Trey um, is close to 30 or more again for the third straight game coming back from injury. Like it. I'm going to stay in that game as well. I'm going to lay the two with Atlanta. This is strictly a situational play for me. And by situation, look at both teams. Portland is playing their fifth game in their fifth different city in seven days. They just beat the Celtics in Boston yesterday, but that's a huge ask for anybody in the association. Five games, five cities, seven days. Meanwhile, Atlanta didn't play yesterday. They're rested. Trey Young's back. They won and covered against the Bulls on Saturday. Atlanta, 19-7 and against the spread in their last 26 home games. This was the first spread that jumped off the board at me before I even looked into it. I'm thinking, why is Portland an underdog in this spot? That's the reason why I'll lay two with the Hawks. The suddenly surging Washington Wizards laying three and a half. Total of 245 and a half against the Indiana Pacers. You playing the over here. Uh, I was curious last night to see what this line would be, uh, the total, when it came out. And 246 is just massive. We've been talking a lot about how uh, the Pacers recently have been, um, you know, pushing the pace even more so than the Wizards. The Wizards one of the fastest teams in the NBA season over the last month or two. The Pacers have been uh, that fast. I'm going to stay away from that total because it's way too high. The Wizards have also been playing much better defense over the last couple of uh, weeks. And yes. that's part of a big reason why they have surged. So, I'm going to stay away from the total. If I had to play, I would go under team total for the Pacers, over team total for the Wizards. But I think what I'm most comfortable playing is another player prop here, Joe, and that'll be DeMontis Sabonis going over 12 and a half rebounds. Got plus 105 on the return 
if that cashes. So, you know, I love that bet when I see a plus sign there. Um, and his first game back against OKC, granted bad competition. He pulled down 19 rebounds in 30 minutes against OKC. No Miles Turner with other bigs on this roster having issues and the center spot not really being that great for the Wizards since Thomas Bryant's been out all season, although Robin Lopez has been good. I think Sabonis is going to be out there for 35-plus minutes in a in a very good playoff-like environment against a team that doesn't rebound near as well as he does. Um, again, even before the injury, uh, this guy had a run of 12 straight games with double-digit rebounds, many of them in the 13, 14, 15 rebound range. So uh, over 12 and a half, as long as this game stays close enough for him to be out there, I'll play that with Sabonis and hopefully get an extra nickel for every dollar I bet. Like the rationale. I'm sticking with that game as well. I'll go ahead and lay the three and a half with the Wizards. They've won 10 of 12. 10 of 12. And this is one of those streaks I was lucky enough to get in on early. I miss a bunch of these, but I've been riding them for a while and they continue to cover. Now those two losses in there are easily justifiable. Both of them were awful situations. They were playing in the second half of a back-to-back. It was also the third game in four nights, and it was against opponents that were rested. But they actually covered both those games. It's not like they got blown out. They went to overtime, I think it was with the Spurs, and then they had a really tight one against Dallas when they were catching like five over the weekend. So I will lay the three and a half with the Wizards. You've been talking about defense. At one point this season, they had the worst defensive rating in the league, worse than the Kings, who are abysmal. Now they're tied for 18th. They've jumped about a third of the league in the last month plus in terms of defense. They've gotten so much better on that end of the court. Indiana's 5-5 and over their last 10, but look at who they've beaten. The Thunder twice, the Rockets, Detroit, and Orlando. That's not exactly the who's who of the NBA. Those are the teams that are all going to be drafting at the top along with the Timberwolves. So I'll go ahead and lay the three and a half with the Wizards. Also take the three with the New York Knicks tonight against the Grizzlies. I think it's a cheap price for us based on the situation. Memphis was off yesterday. The Knicks played yesterday. So I think people look at this and they say, well, it's the second half of a back-to-back, kind of like I was laying out for the other teams earlier. The Knicks thrive in this spot. They've had 12 back-to-backs this season. In the second half of those 12 back-to-backs, they're eight and four against the spread. They've actually covered the last six straight when they're playing in the second half of a back-to-back. I do not trust the Grizzlies. Extremely erratic. One minute, they're smashing the Blazers in back-to-back games. The next night, they're losing to the Magic, which just happened uh, Friday night or Saturday night, I believe it was. Inexplicable, especially for a team that's trying to contend for a playoff spot. You need consistency. You especially need consistency against the New York Knicks, who are as consistent as it comes. First in points allowed, fourth in defensive rating. I think you get another great effort tonight. I will take the three with the Knicks. Can't say goodbye without a little baseball. What are you doing on the diamond tonight? All right, I'm going to play the Cardinals run line plus 165 against the New York Metropolitans. And before you accuse me of being a homer here with this pick, just trying to get ahead of my logic. That's the next (laughs) word that was coming out of my mouth, buddy. All right, the Mets are starting Joey Lucchese. And Lucchese in his uh, three starts or three assignments this season has not gone more than three innings pitched and has not thrown more than 60 pitches in any start. And what happened last night for the Mets? As we all know, if you're watching Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, they had to burn through a boatload of relievers in a crazy game against the Phillies late last night. Edwin Diaz, Jairus Familia, uh, they had to burn through those guys. So they're gonna, they've needed the bullpen every time Lucchese has taken a start, and they're going to have some guys likely unavailable in this matchup against the Cardinals in St. Louis. They're traveling from Philadelphia to St. Louis for this game with a starter who hasn't gone more than three innings, they're throwing more than 60 pinches, and a tired bullpen. 
You also have Adam Wainwright starting for St. Louis on the other side, and he other side, pardon me, and he's rediscovered some of his vintage form. His 26.4% K rate to his first four or five starts of the season will be the highest of his career. And his 5% walk rate would be the lowest since 2015. He's always been good at Bush Stadium, where that is a pitcher's park, um, where you know, there's no short porches for him to deal with there. Uh, last time out at, at Bush Stadium, he threw a complete game loss. Um, unfortunately, the offense didn't back him up. But I think St. Louis's offense will show up coming up a sweep against the Pirates. They get a Mets team with a starter that hasn't gone more than three innings and probably a tired bullpen versus Adam Wainwright, who's been good this season. I'll take Cardinals run line, especially with that price, plus 165 if they win by two runs against the Mets team. I think it's going to be reeling a little bit to start the series. Good stuff. I like the situational edge in there, and especially with what happened last night. That's a very quick turnaround for the Mets. One last thing I'll throw out there. The Giants and the Rockies has to be the most suspicious line of the day. Giants open as a small favorite. It moved to Rockies as a favorite. Marquez is going for the Rockies. The Giants have already beaten them twice. They've scored seven runs in nine and two-thirds innings pitched against them. Meanwhile, it's Sanchez for the Giants, who has been outstanding this season. The Giants are the best team in the division. The Rockies are the worst, and the Rockies are a favorite. I'm just throwing that out there right now, one of the most suspicious lines on the board. That's a wrap. He's Tyler Folgem. I'm Joe Fortenball. Under 10 minutes is promised. Do us a favor if you have the opportunity. Subscribe, rate, and review if you're joining the show. Helps us out tremendously. Catch us today on Bet 4 p.m. Eastern, all digital platforms, as well as the YouTube page and ESPN Plus, and another edition of Daily Wager coming your way 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>